Hey, David. Hey, Graham. I got a joke for you. Oh, you know, I was just saying, you know, I'm really in the mood for a joke, and I hope Graham has a good one. I knew you were in the mood for a joke, but I didn't know that part about the good one. But here we go. Um, Okay. Uh, Okay. uh, Where do dads store all of their jokes? Uh, Where? In their dada base. That... Did you just say a dad base? <laughs> I wish I didn't, but yes, I did. I, I said it. When I said I wanted a joke, yep. I didn't know that I would come to regret saying it. <laughs> this is not as bad as your one yesterday, but just, just give me the score. Uh, I mean, in a way, it's humorous. Yeah. Um, and it's also funny because it's making fun of dad jokes while being a truly awful dad joke. Uh, three. Three? Okay. I, I, I respect it. Okay, here's the thing. Not sure I can do better, but I'm going to give it a shot. Okay. So, uh, how, do you, how do you park a rocket ship? How do you park a rocket ship? I have no idea. Well, you just moon maneuver it into the space. That is awful. Yep, it's terrible. Maneuver? Yeah, it's terrible. I know, right? Maneuver. Yep, yep. Here, let me do another one. I've got a whole bunch of. It's the last episode of the season, so I've got a yeah. whole bunch of space ones. Can let's I just get run better. through a few? Okay, let's just see what happens here. Uh, um, did you hear that Mickey and Goofy went to space? No, I did not. Yeah, they were searching for Pluto. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Keep going. Okay, a rancher decided to start a dairy farm in space. Guess what he named it? What? The Milky Way. Nope. How did the planets react when they found out that the sun was their leader? (laughs) How? They started a revolution. There it is. Is we going to go with that one? There it is. That one gets a six. (laughs) Just took us a minute. Well, you know what? Enough of the nonsense. Let's get on with the nonsense. Welcome back to Withy Windle, a whimsical interactive show for kids who love stories, words, and groan-worthy jokes, featuring your favorite authors and illustrators. It's part book club, part game show, and it's an adventure through the wild world of wordplay. I am David Kern. I'm Graham Pittman. And this is the ninth episode of the fifth season. This is the 5.9th episode. It is also the final episode. You know you know what some people call that? What? The post penultimate. <laughs> do, <laughs> do you does someone else call it that besides you? I've never called it that before either. Oh okay. Somewhere out there some children will now be calling things that come after the penultimate, the post penultimate <laughs> episode, <laughs> aka the last. But it's not the last episode ever. Those of you who immediately went into mourning and or shock, uh, it's it's not the last episode ever. It is just the last episode of this season. And we're going to take a little break for a few months and we'll be back in the fall with another episode. We need to take a summer vacation. And um, you can see clearly we need to uh, build up our joke stores for, for future use. So, um, joke vault, this- My joke vault has been broken into and the stores have been raided. And I know it wasn't by you because you're not using any of the good jokes. So, I mean, maybe it was the troll. Logan, make Graham sound funny the next time he says something for being mean to me. No, don't. Anyway, that's petty. And (laughs) we are here to answer listener questions. That's what this episode is going to be featured around. Last week, we read 
four stories by kids who who wrote them in and wrote stories and sent them into us, which was a great time. I heard from two children, the ones that I live with, that they really enjoyed that segment. And uh, I'm hoping that other kids liked it as well, but I haven't checked. Did you hear from anybody else, Graham? Uh, I heard, yes, I did. I, I, that episode went over very well. Um, and I hope we continue to do that every season because it was a lot of fun. But the only way we can do it in a future season is if you write stories, people who are listening. So during the summer vacation, I don't want to call it homework, but your task, your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to write a really great story that can possibly be read on a future episode of Withy Windle, perhaps towards the end of season six, which will be coming up a little bit later. So that's your task. That's your mission. We hope you'll choose to accept it. We hope that you will give it a shot. Okay. We're going to answer some listener questions here. Graham, before we do that though, yes, we need to tell people one last time about that, about that book that we've been talking about. It's a collection of stories on the Arthurian legends that include some of the most beloved stories, like the founding of the sword and the stone and, you know, the tale of Balin and Balin. And, and uh, there's a story about a young man who wants to be a knight, but has to prove himself worthy, even while a young maiden asks him to do silly things. This is a very special version of Arthurian stories because it is designed for read-alouds with questions to ask while you read and questions for further thought at the end. Uh, and it makes reading aloud as a family engaging and simple. It's a great way, a great entryway into the Arthurian legends. It's also very special because Graham, as we've said, designed the cover. So if you would like to get a copy of this book that we've been talking about this season, you can click the link in the show notes or you can head over to what link, Graham? www.searcyinstitute.org slash books. But we know that there's a lot of letters in that. And so it might be easier for you to just click the link in the show notes. Just click the link, man. Thanks to them for sponsoring, for making this show possible. And uh, the end of this episode, we're going to say, I'm going to, I'm going to say something nice about Logan. So Graham, you got to think about, uh, you got to think about what you're going to say nice at the end of this show, this episode about Logan Hi. before, before we go. Uh, just, just, just cause it feels like we're supposed to. It's okay. Like supposed to, just, we're trying to be nice. Uh, Logan puts up with a lot of, um, he does a lot of work to make us sound not weird. Uh, you know what? He's not doing a good job, so never mind. <laughs> Mission failed. Graham, this brings us to snack time. What have you been snacking on? Now, should we tell the kids we're not in the same place? Right. We're in different, you know, you're up in Wisconsin um, visiting family, and and I'm in my office. I'm the same place I know. Right. So once again, I think we've did we've done this before, but once again, yeah. I'm in Wisconsin. I'm in a basement and I'm in a fort made of at least seven blankets and I'm starting to sweat. So did I'm, you say seven? Yeah, I'm gonna take one off, see if that helps. But yes, I I have been um wait, you know, you know, whenever your your routine breaks, let's say you go to camp or oh you go on vacation, you visit your family. Yep. You you at least me I start eating poorly. Uh, I, and that's saying something. Les, <laughs> like, at least at home, I've got my food <laughs> in the fridge. You know, I've got, uh, you know, hey, I've got, I've got things that I, I can snack on that are, are pretty good. I got home cooked meals and things like that. But when you're traveling, there's like a lot of fast food and um, a lot of impulse buying of snacks and things like that. So currently, right now, I know this is snack time, but I'm not eating snacks. Uh, because uh, I have uh, a little bit of a stomach ache from eating so many snacks 
over the past the last few days. Okay. Yes. Have you been eating Wisconsin themed snacks? Well, it's not a theme so much here as a way of life. So yes. Oh, right. <laughs> right. Right. I have been eating uh one, lots of frozen custard. Hmm. Uh a lot. <laughs> yeah. it just from Culver's? Uh, a lot of it from Culver's. So yeah, I've been eating um you know, a lot of uh, custard uh, Sundays. I've been What's eating. your Sunday go-to? What do you get? So if it's a Sunday, I just want the vanilla ice cream with the chocolate. Uh, it's frozen custard grams, not ice cream. Yes. I want the frozen custard with the hot fudge. Uh, and not a lot more. If they throw some nuts on there, I'm fine with it. I'm not going to say no. Um, I just order it like as is. Okay. I mean, the Sunday, however you make it. But I also like to do like shakes. And so I've been doing a lot of like mint shakes and fruit shakes and things like that. Also being in Wisconsin, there's a lot of brats going on. Um, mm. So that's been really fun. And then you'll appreciate this. Uh, Sprecher's root beer has been flowing. Mm. Mm. So yeah, lots of that. What are, you, what are you snacking on right now? Well, you mentioned frozen custard. We do have frozen custard here in, in Concord, but yes, not close. And I left the bookstore and was very hungry and had to get over here. And so I went to Chick-fil-A and I got a frozen lemonade from Chick-fil-A. Have you had uh, this before? A long time ago. Is it good? It, yeah, it's tart. It's like a tart, lemony, it's like lemonade milkshake. It's delicious. That sounds delectable. It's delicious. It's not, you know, it's almost not hot here this week. So it's, you know, it's not, you know, normally this is the kind of thing you're, you know, pound when it's, you know, a hundred degrees outside during the summer. Yeah. You just so that's, that was my snack. I'm, I also, um, in keeping with the spirit of the show, I felt like I had to have some kind of candy, even though you're not here. So I have some, uh, chewy sweet tarts. Do you, huh. do you like sweet tarts? Um, yes, I do, but only the chewy ones. Um, but it's not my go-to because of the sour. Yeah, you're not a sour guy. I mean, you're a sour guy, but you're not a sour candy guy. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, <laughs> I found out recently that both of my girls really like sour candy. And maybe Rowan does too. I'm not sure. I'll have to... I don't know. My brain is is rattled, so I don't know. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I, I, I think I did too when I was little, but it just kind of went away. So if they were just... If they weren't sweet tarts, but just sweet sweets, I'd probably like them a lot more. Okay, Graham, I have a feeling we should move on here. Let's move on to some of these questions because we have a lot of questions and plenty of them are food related. And mm. I, th- I feel like that's just a good transition. So we're not, you know, we're not even going to take a break. We're not, we're not even going to, we're not even going to go snack on something. We're not going to take a bathroom break. Nothing. We're going to go right into the questions. Right into okay. question Pafivza. Question Pafivza. Question Palooza the fifth. Okay, let's see. We have a bunch of questions that came in on the Substack, which, by the way, you can head over to wittywindle.substack.com or click the link in the show notes uh, on whatever podcast app you're using to to check out what we've got going on over there. And at the end of this episode, I'm going to mention something about uh, about that Substack. You know, kind of around the time I say something nice about Logan. Okay, let's start with this one. It's actually kind of hard, I think. Um, and Grammy, Graham, we've both looked at these, but we haven't discussed what order we're going to do these in. Mm-hmm. So I think we should surprise each other each time we pick, choose a question. How does that sound? It sounds good. Okay. So here's the one that I'm going to choose. This one comes from the Nygards, who I feel like 
they they participate in virtually everything here that we that we do question asking story writing more question asking okay <laughs> here is one from the nigards we have recently been watching the star wars movies as a family we like how darth vader has a theme song that plays whenever he enters a scene if you graham had a theme song that played whenever you entered a room what would it be this this is a great question. We're, we're going to ask each other these questions, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So, uh, yes, I actually, like, my first inclination was, like, I'm going to pick that exact song because that is ominous song. That's called The Imperial March by John Williams, and it is instantly recognizable, and everybody um, is kind of in awe of that song. So that'd be really fun, but that's not what I'm choosing. Um, okay, I've what got, are you choosing? I've got two answers. Um, well, okay. I, have my, well <laughs> I have three. My first one was Help by the Beatles because I'm always needing some assistance. <laughs> um, and that would instantly let people know like somebody's here that needs help. help. But I'm not choosing that one. Um, okay, so my first one would be uh, Mr. Blue Sky by the Electric Light Orchestra <laughs> or ELO because it just like kind of slowly builds with those drums and then it turns into like... Uh, just like a fun, happy song. I love that song. So I believe that we are allowed to put in like 15 seconds of a song, 10 or 15 seconds of Mr. Blue Sky for Graham here. <laughs> well, first, Logan, check if David's not just making that up oh. and, and put in that. Oh, Mr. Blue Sky. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, and instantly everybody would be happy except the people like your father who hate that song um but that has he likes the yellow though yeah but that has its own benefit i feel like too oh um, yeah definitely because if if i'm clearing out a room of people like they're moving away from me because of that song then i don't want to be friends with them anyway uh, <laughs> and then my second pick would just be the macgyver theme song uh, <laughs> just because it rocks so hard in an 80s way <laughs> okay graham i'm gonna play something for you here this okay. one's my theme song it's, i want this to play every time i enter a room and uh oh, you know what this is <laughs> do you know what it is yeah i know what that is I mean, I'm going to say it confidently, and, and if I'm wrong, that'll be embarrassing, but I believe that is the Bonanza theme song. That is the Bonanza theme song. So I want my theme song to just be the same as the Bonanza theme song. See, that's like an upbeat, adventurous <laughs> song. I like that one, too. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you walk in the room and, and uh, everybody hears the Bonanza theme song, everybody's going to be down. Like The whole mood of the room is going to change. I, I just feel like you're going to walk in the room and be like, we are up. Something interesting is going to happen now. It's going to the in a jaunty gonna, sort of way. Yeah, the mood is going to change uh, for the better. Okay, what's next? What question next? Here's a good question. This one is from Ansley. She actually sent in a bunch. The first question I we've answered before. I think on the first question, Palooza, but it's worth asking and answering again. Um, how did you guys meet, and how did you decide to start a podcast? And we'll see which one of us has a better memory, but you go first. Well, the way I remember it. <laughs> Wait, put the Bonanza theme song. Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, yeah. Every time I speak. Well, the way I remember it is we were working on the docks. Mm. And uh, there you were, sweating. 
hauling bags of rice and flour onto the to the ship. Okay, and, so uh, I was uh, high atop a mast. Wait, is that not it? That that you what the first part was correct. I was sweating um, <laughs> because when we first met, you were helping me move. Uh, That's right. Yeah, apartments. Yeah, yeah I was yep. moving out of college. In no, I was moving from one apartment to the. Yeah, to the, that's right. Yep. Uh, it was during back, our college years, back in the aughts, the early aughts, and we were we ate pizza and drank root beer. Yeah, going back to your your uh, snack thing. Yeah, we met. The interesting in, thing is, within a couple of weeks, I was also helping your parents move. Yeah. See, I have no memory of that. I I know. Um, I know people have said that. You've said that. My sister in law said that. Um, I have no memory of that. <laughs> <laughs> been um, helping you move ever since <laughs> but good job <laughs> good jo- or maybe bad job you just get roped into helping people move that you you just meet that's that's no that's no good you need a you need yeah a- well, I, you know i needed free food back then um <laughs> not against it now either okay here's one from Torin. no no Beach. no no oh wait there's more yeah how did we decide to start a podcast well the way i recall it we were on the docks <laughs> Uh, we were on your. Well, we talked about it all. We we always were talking about ideas, right? Just kind of yeah. bouncing ideas around. Then we were, uh, we were on the docks one day and discussing uh, the possibility of. Mm-hmm. You were debating whether to become a merchant sailor. I was wondering about joining, you know, some sort of piracy ring. And then uh, we heard we were, and then we decided we needed to take a break from discussing those things and listen to a podcast. And then we were like, oh, podcast. And then right, yeah. 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 Then next thing you know, we were out at Open Sea recording. <laughs> took eleven months to get back and get it on the air, but you know, here we are, five seasons later, never to set sail and um, never to set sail again. That's the way I next, the way I see it anyway. Next question: Are you a boats person? By the way, a, a boats person? Not like are you a boatsman, but do you like being out at uh, out at sea? No. <clears throat> motion sickness or um you like to see land yeah oh, pure cowardice i'm just one of those three right uh probably all of them well no i don't know about motion sickness i like being on like a boat in a lake okay a new um, yeah, yeah, but if, like I, if, if like we're putting like three masts up and uh crossing the uh the atlantic uh that sounds very scary to me so <laughs> That's, I mean, that's why I didn't become a pirate. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. That's why you was saying that's why I chose not to be a what did you say? A, a merchant, a sea merchant, merchant? <laughs> yeah, a merchant marine. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, that's when the podcast life, um, was for me. Yeah, it's a little better to we're just sitting stationary in, in, a, in a dark room, not unlike the hull of a ship when not at sea. Um, okay, so here's a question from Torin, uh, beach or pool? Speaking of water, oh. Um, so I saw this one and then I did not think about it. So now I got, <laughs> um, I really like a beach, like a beach on a lake. Um, I really like lakes and swimming in lakes and things like that. A beach on the ocean, which is what I think most people think of when they say beach. Um, yeah. it's not fun really because we've had so many years of like small children in our family. So most of the time it's just like high alert yeah making sure nobody uh wanders far away and then everybody gets all sandy and then the van gets all sandy so pool for me do you like the ocean though 
the concept. Like, <laughs> like you like to swim in the ocean. I'm not saying like you would uh, like to get dropped off out of a. Up the, you don't want to walk the plank way out of the ocean, but do you like to swim in the waves, like the surf. Uh, not really. I mean, I feel like the ocean. Okay, so here's like a lake. Besides, like Lake Michigan. Uh, or you know something like that you see the other side you see you you know where the boundaries are right um the ocean there's like an invisible line that if you cross it like uh you better hope you have enough strength to get back and that there's not like um a portuguese man of war under you these are my anxieties coming out obviously um portuguese man of war yeah that's a a jellyfish (laughs) sorts um, so uh, spoken I, I, like I, a pirate who's been chased before. Um, I'd make it such a terrible pirate. So the um, uh, I agree. The, the ocean <laughs> is not like something. The ocean instills more like awe and fear in me than than like joy. <laughs> what about you? I hate beach. Okay. Cool. I'm I'm aggressively anti beach. Dislike it. I actively dislike. I hate sand. Um, like I hate sand. I hate the feel of it. I hate the texture of it. I hate the smell of it. I hate how it gets in everything. I hate how it gets in your food. Um, how seagulls. Um, all that stuff. I I kind of like swimming in the waves with my kids. They really like that. But I don't like the part where you get from the 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 dunes to the water yeah. do not like anything in that space there they call that a beach do not like that so so, so kids we are we're this has become old grumpy david old grumpy man podcast is that right. what we're yep. calling yep. you guys have the greatest beach day ever whereas david and i are carrying all your junk and getting sand in our food and watching yep. you don't drown and it's terrible for us so <laughs> let's go to the pool Exactly. <laughs> All right. Here's a question. Okay. Uh, this is a great one. This is from Cecily. Um, and I don't know if she's written in before. Uh, she asks, who is your favorite children's author? Okay. So are we, how do, are we making this one that we respond, we include people that have been on the show? Sure. Or is it one of those like all, I mean, all time? Do you not know what the word favorite is? Is that what we're getting at here? You go first. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. So I made a little list because this is an impossible question. I appreciate yeah, that's how I'm feeling. That's why I'm asking questions about the question. I appreciate it from Cecily because I think it's it's a great question. Um, but it's a it's a very, very hard one. So um C.S. Lewis um and uh J.R. Tolkien yeah. are probably my favorite ones and i would say tolkien is because the hobbit was designed for children um Mm -hmm. and then uh also rosemary sutcliffe i really love um and then Mm. some of the books we've already read uh e nesbitt eb white um norton Mm -hmm. juster uh i think Mm -hmm. those are high there for me and then getting more modern I I just finished another book by Gary Schmidt and mm. he astonishes me. Um and mm. so he's high for me. Um Ellen Raskin, I really like. Uh she was a writer in the 70s. Um JK Rowling. Uh, mm. and then as far as authors we've had on our show, I I just, I mean I love all of their works, but Jonathan Oxier um kind of knocks me over. 
And yeah. I love Kate Milford. I think she's wonderful. <clears throat> and there's a there's an author, she's she's quite old now, and maybe she's passed away. I'm not quite sure. Um, I don't think so though. Um, her name's Geraldine McCorcoran, and she's written over a hundred books in like the past 60 years. Uh, yeah, she's and, and she's also done like Beowulf, retelling of Beowulf. And- yeah, she does a lot of that. Um, she was, I think she was hired like as the official writer for like the sequels of Peter Pan too at one point and those mm. I those got like high praise I haven't read those ones but that is a very long list but I think those are I thought a lot about this one so I think those kind of cover my favorite ones I, I'm sure some of those overlap with yours so yeah I mean definitely most of them yeah I would say that some other ones that I love that you didn't mention include um in a Blyton um A.A. Milne, who wrote the Winnie the Pooh books. Oh, um, yeah. I still love those. Um, Tommy DePaula, uh, Tommy, Tommy DePaula, the, illustr- the picture book illustrator who passed away a couple of years ago. There's just so many great ones. And that's one of the reasons why we love doing the show is, you know, Kate, Kate DiCamillo and uh, Trenton Lee Stewart and, you know, uh, Ben Hatkey. And I mean, like basically, one of the things about the show is that it, we're getting to talk to some of our favorite authors. Yeah. So if the answer to that question is the people on this show, plus a bunch of people who can't be on the show because they're not alive still. That's, that's kind of my, my answer to the question. Let's uh, let's do this one by Ansley. Uh, on a scale of octopuses to cheese wheels, how good was season five? Oh man. Uh, I think this season was absolutely excellent. I would, I would say, well, hold on. I, I yeah, like the can, scale, but I'm not yeah, sure can, which one's at the bottom. I know. We need to kind of work through this a little bit here, I think. Is octopuses at the bottom? So is that the zero and then cheese wheels is the 10? Or is cheese wheels the zero and octopus is the 10? Both of those things are low for me, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just go with her scale. But you're in Wisconsin, so you probably shouldn't. I know. That. Oops. Yep. They're coming for me now. Um, I'm going to say if, t- if the cheese wheel is the 10, um, this, this, uh, this season was a cheese wheel, but is it just an octopus or a cheese wheel or what's in between? Like what's the, oh. what's right. What's like an eight in, what's is it? it a cheese wedge? Cheese, we- a cheese curd, a cheese curd, cheese curds. And then what's right above all, like what's a three Portuguese man of war. <laughs> <laughs> so then like, how do we go to five then? It doesn't matter because this was a 10 season. So. A pool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. It was a great season. Was it our best season ever? I don't know. You'll have to go leave a review and tell us. Uh, this question is from Annie. She said, um, where did you get the idea from Withy Windle? Uh, asked and answered, Annie, uh, if you were paying attention. No, uh, let's just reiterate. Well, David, really. and I, David and I were on top of a... Uh, a volcano. Yep. Um, deciding, like, just just trying to figure out which one of us would go first. We were trying to let, see if we could jump across it. Well, we had just thrown the ring into into Mordor, and yeah, and and so like we were, we didn't know what to do next. We 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 thought, let's take a breather and listen to some podcasts, and then mm-hmm. we're like, oh, podcast, that's a good idea. So then we 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 uh, started with you, Wendell. We we figured we could do that. Uh, sufficiently. She she also said, what gave you the ideas for all these segments? No idea. Can't remember. Um, yeah, so true. But the third one. We have lots this, of ideas for segments. 
This is an interesting one. The third question she asked. Um, did you have any virtual pets? Okay. I saw this. Mm -hmm. Graham, I have a question for you. Yeah. What's a virtual pet? <laughs> so, uh, David, of course, a virtual pet, also known as a digital pet or artificial pet or pet raising simulation, is a type of artificial human companion. So you might have remembered a the word Tamagotchi. Do you remember that? I do remember that, yeah, from, what was that, middle school? So it's like a little egg with the screen of a Game Boy. And on it, you, you buy either, you know, a cat or a dog or a dinosaur or something like that. You, you hatch it. Um, if, uh, and then the, the thing is, like, you pay attention to it during the day. You try to, like, play with it and make it happy. You feed it, things like that. And uh, it's obvious that you did not have one of these, um, probably because your, your dad would have um, thrown it off of a cliff if he saw you with it. But um, It's true. Also, uh, it sounds silly. It was very fun because I had multiple Tamagotchis. Um, the stressful part with it, because it was it was not a it was not just pure bliss, is that most children go to school, and so in school you cannot just reach in your pocket and feed your uh, pet when he needs. I pet. I remember. Okay, this makes is answering a lot of weird middle school questions that I had because I now remember kids playing with things like this and being mystified at it in school and getting in trouble. You know what you could have done. What? Instead of just sitting there being mystified, ask the question, hey, what's that thing you got there? Is no, it fun? Can I, I what try? I, what I probably would have, I probably would have looked at it and said, hey, what's that thing there? That looks dumb. And then they probably would have hit me in the face. <laughs> no, they're fun. They were fun. I remember them being fun. Hey, did you know that I can't see you at all right now? Oh, because of the, the, the yeah. pillow fort kind of collapsed. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, here's from here's another one. If you could have any fictional best friend, who would it be? Okay, this is uh, 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 this didn't take me long. I, maybe I should have thought about it more. There is a a series, a show, mm -hmm. um, a limited show. So it was only ten episodes, and it's done. And it's for maybe not younger kids, but you know, maybe twelve and up. So make sure you don't just run out and go watch it. Make sure your parents kind of are there with you or look it up or give you approval. Um, but it's called over the garden wall. And uh, it's about two brothers who land in this kind of magical, mystical place. And it starts out, they're just kind of walking in the woods and they don't really tell you. I mean, the story doesn't tell you how they got there or why or anything until kind of the last episode, which is really cool. Um, but it's a very strange place. But one of the younger brother's name is Greg. And he is probably like seven years old and he is very funny and he wears a teapot on his head and he throws candy at uh, beasts as a form of defense. And he's just an overall, like, I would feel like he would just be such a great companion. He always has like a positive attitude, even in like the worst peril. And as a uh, realistic person <laughs> uh, in the world, sometimes you need somebody like that in your life to kind of uh, pump you up, you know, give you kind of that, that can do spirit. So that's who I'm choosing. Who are you choosing? Um, I think this is, I think the answer to this is obvious and it's um, a little cliche. It's Samwise Gamgee from the Lord of the Rings. Oh, I thought you were going to say Tamagotchi. 
it's it's well but here's why because sam being a gardener and a, and a friend to all creatures would keep my tamagotchi alive he would keep it flourishing he wouldn't just keep he, it alive. he would i wouldn't have to yeah he'd carry it he'd carry it right over any mountain he would turn that thing from a uh digital pet into a real pet <laughs> i think you're thinking of gandalf um okay oh it's your turn you ask one now all right are you ready for this one i'm ready you're not okay this is from isaac and charlotte okay they have two questions let's just do them one at a time okay Okay. who is your favorite writer okay ever yeah full stop uh that depends on the day that you ask me i know today jane austen wow tomorrow maybe shakespeare i don't know the day after that jonathan oxier <laughs> what about you how would you answer that i would answer that in the same way i have kind of my like my favorite writers um they're kind of there and it's not like i read them all the time either but like dostoevsky yeah uh, yeah yeah i love is it, it, it it's interesting how these things both solidify and change as you get older because it makes sense that your tastes are going to change but you know, ten years ago, I don't know that I would have answered that by saying Jane Austen is my favorite writer. But the the but the older I get, the more I enjoy how her books are both funny and thoughtful and well written, even though they're from the early eighteen hundreds and they're largely about women. You know, so you know. But so here we are. Two people I've been reading a lot lately are um, Wendell Berry and Agatha Christie, and two greats probably like every few pages i stop and i'm just kind of amazed at at how much i enjoy both of those writers okay but the other question from isaac and charlotte is what is your favorite candy but this also uh, I, this also ties into a question from ansley that says if you were stuck eating one candy for the rest of your life what would it be and th- i think these are interesting questions because I have a favorite candy, but I don't know if it's the one I would only, if I could only eat one, I would, it's, it's hard. Okay. You go first. I, I don't want to answer. I have to go. Okay. Uh, you just said you had an answer. This is very difficult. If I could only, okay, this is going to, people are going to, about half of the people out here are going to be mystified and disgusted by this. But if I could only eat one candy for the rest of my life, it would be black licorice. Okay. Now there's a there's a spectrum of black licorice, and you're not Salt. talking about about black Twizzlers. Plastic. No, 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 no. Like like European, fairly salty, complexly flavored. Most people in the world, or like a large portion of people in the world, hate it. Black licorice. That's what I'm talking about. You like it though. I do. I, that would not be my choice. <laughs> <laughs> and after a while, like no matter what we choose on that question, we're just going to start crying, thinking yeah, you're going to get tired of it candies. eventually. Yeah. Unless this question presupposes that all the other candy disappears and you have no memory of it, but it doesn't sound like it. It sounds like you're you're just stuck. Anytime you go to the store, anybody, anytime anybody gifts you some candy, it has to be, well, black licorice in your case. If it wasn't black liquor, it should be something sour, like sweet tarts or Mike sour Mike and I, it's just something like that. Okay, so would you also call that your favorite candy, black licorice? 
Um, it's the candy that I prioritize getting the most because maybe, yeah, I, don't, I might. Let's just all reflect on that phrase because it was so good. It's the candy I, I would prioritize the most or I do <laughs> prioritize the most. It's like the one, like I, to get good black liquors, you have to drive a while. And I would do that. I don't know that I would do that for other stuff because there's other candies that are similar enough to something else that I can just eat. Right. But there's not good black licorice. So the only way to get it is to go a little far for it. So my, this was very hard, obviously, because it's a very hard question, but it was very hard for me. So, but I have two and I can't choose between them. So for me, it's either going to be a bit of honey or, or circus peanuts. I, Kids, kids will understand because they're beloved. Both of those are beloved by children everywhere, um, without exception. Oh my gosh! No, 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 that's a joke. But I do uh, like circus peanuts. I, um, mine would not do this podcast together anymore. <laughs> mine would probably be a Snickers bar, um, which I seriously think is, I think is kind of boring. But I was thinking, like, if I'm stuck with something, I want it to have a lot of chocolate, probably some crunch to it. Probably some peanut. Like if I would, if I just had Reese's, which kind of fills some of uh, some of those um, uh, qualities, I think I would get really bored. I don't believe this. I don't believe you. You know why I don't believe you? Why? Because until I brought Snickers the other night to your house to record when we were doing that American <laughs> chocolate taste test thing, uh-huh. I've never in like eighteen years seen you eat a Snickers. I we've love- traveled, we've traveled hours together on the road, and we've stopped at gas stations. And you have bought copious amounts of candy and eaten copious amounts of candy in my presence. And I don't think that I have ever seen you eat a Snickers, other than the night when I brought one to your house, maybe stealing one from your kids' Halloween candy. So I question this. I yeah, I I I think you've just been so preoccupied on those trips by shaking up sodas and exploding them. <laughs> All over the uh, either hotel. That's a, deep, that's a deep dive for people who have been listening. <laughs> my hotel room. That was my car. It's been both. I'm sure. Um, uh, I'm okay. So yeah, that's not true either. But this one is true, and you're. And this would surprise you too. But I actually, if if I had to just eat one thing, one candy, it might also be licorice, but it's not red licorice and it's not black licorice. Well, it is black licorice, but it's um, it. it's licorice all sorts. Oh, yeah, those are good. Um, Bethany loves those. My wife loves those. Because I don't get them that often, but anytime I do, I like go right for them and they're very nostalgic. So yeah. I would think I'd want something that like reminds me of like you know, being a happy seven-year-old at my grandparents' house who also had those all the time. So that's what I'm choosing. The days back when you were happy? Is that what you were going to say? <laughs> no, no, no. Um, this is a this is a, one of those... This is like kind of a Withy Wendell, like core Withy Wendell concept here. Um, much to the chagrin of plenty of the moms who are listening. Okay, here's another question. Uh, do you have a favorite artist? Torin says that some of his are Norman Rockwell, Vincent van Gogh, and Johannes Vermeer. Okay. Uh, yep. And this one, this is a great question. This is an impossible. Qu- we get a lot of impossible questions. Smart um, kids. Smart kids. Uh, so for me, he said Vermeer. I also really love Vermeer. Um, both Vermeer and Rembrandt. Um, 
but I kind of wanted to to take some deeper dives into some artists that kids might not have heard of. So uh, there's a Swiss artist uh, named Hans Ameniger, um, and he does a lot of, or did, a lot of um, nature scenes, but the majority of the frame or the canvas is in shadow. He, they're very striking uh, paintings of light and shadow. Mm -hmm. uh, there is a Japanese painter named Kasamatsu Shiro, um, and he also did nature uh, paintings, but a lot of his deal with like reflections. So there's like a lot of water, um, whether it might just be like a puddle or a creek, um, but that is like where he focused a lot of the attention where he wants your eye to go in the paintings. Matisse is one that I really love too. And I don't love all of Matisse. Matisse is more of a modern artist. Um, but there are certain ones of his that kind of leave me in awe. And there are some that I just find delightful. There's one uh, of a cat and a goldfish. Um, so kids should look that up or have their parents look that up. Matisse, cat, and goldfish. Uh, and then... Those are good choices. Uh, John James Audubon. Audubon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, kids have probably seen those. He was an ornithologist, a French-American, who did lots and lots and lots of illustrations of birds um, throughout the United States, and they're absolutely wonderful. And then modern ones, there's, there's an artist named Lulu Chen, who's a contemporary kind of fantasy artist that I love. And then what about all the art, the illustrators on our that we've had on? Um, Tim Probert, John Klassen, Ben so Hacken, many great illustrators. Astrid Shekels, Joe Sutphin, Zach Franzen. Esper Stamper. So good. All right, name me okay, I, some of yours. You got some. Okay, yeah. So I'm just going to mention three. So one thing I want to say, though, is Torin mentioned Vermeer. And Vermeer has one of my favorite paintings. Um, it's uh, called The Little Street. Um, and Graham, you'll know that because that's the cover art for the art project or program that my wife Bethany is working on, and you helped design the cover. I love that painting. I do too. Um, <clears throat> okay, I also love going sticking with a little bit older of an artist. No longer, well, actually, I don't think any of these are living, but pre twentieth century. I'm a huge fan of the Dutch painters, mm -hmm. and I love uh, Bruegel. Particular, both all the Bruegels, elder and the younger, but I love some of the winter landscapes um, and the hunters in snow, things like that. So I love his work. Uh, you know that I'm a big fan of a uh, painter who just died a couple of years ago named uh, Wayne Tebow. His name is spelled T H I E B A U D. He's famous uh, for painting dessert, <laughs> uh, which is. Uh, on brand for this podcast but i i like his landscapes the best um they're very colorful and have uh dynamic shapes and they're very very 20th century but there's a lot of structure to them you know they're modern but they're not uh they're not consumed by like being super abstract and then i also want to mention a lot of people love this person but it's uh, edward hopper i'm a big edward hopper fan uh, and again i especially love he did he's done some famous paintings that are of city scenes and things like that but i i love his landscapes and the houses on hills and seasides and things like that yeah he um, uses like very straight lines in his work and it's very like arresting 
when you see yeah. it. Like very architectural, some of his stuff. And lots of shadows and very moody and things like that. I've got two of his last year, I think for Christmas or my birthday, I can't remember which, Bethany gave me two two little prints of his paintings that sit above my desk here out here. Uh, that's a great question. And you can tell that Graham and I would love you know, we love this stuff. So what should we do next? All right. This is a question from Ansley. She says, if David was a vegetable, which would he be? Oh, look, there's one here. If Graham was a vegetable, what vegetable would he be? Okay, who gets to go first here? I'm going to go first. Uh, okay. David would be a candy corn. <laughs> and I know everybody's saying corn is a grain. It's not a vegetable. Not in my house. <laughs> we don't tell people to eat your grain um, when there's corn on their plate. Do your kids like corn? Yeah, they do. A corn really on the cob, especially. So I just modified it a little bit. David's a candy corn. Uh, you can't argue with me because you're not here. <laughs> okay, but you what if you me, but I won't hear it. What if you were choosing actually choosing a, a an actual vegetable? Oh, I don't. Uh you would be uh an artichoke. <laughs> Cuz nobody knows what to do with you. <laughs> uh, well, you'd be a butternut squash because you're only good roasted and drizzled in sugar. Okay, that's fine. And salt. <laughs> That's I'm not arguing. Yeah, where's the lie, right? <laughs> yeah. Actually, I can see butternut squash is a good one for you, actually. Not for those reasons. Butternut squash is delicious. Do you like butternut squash? I don't eat enough of it, but yeah. What I mean, kind of... I, I have a modified version of this question for you. What form of potato preparation would I be in, and which would you be? Uh, you would be a mash, um, because it'd be fun to smash you with like the masher. Uh, you're really not getting the spirit of this question, but it's still funny. What's the spirit of the question? It like, every, what attributes to the what does a that, that shares it with you? I don't know. I'm, you I'm would be more fun. That's what I'm doing. You would be, you would be, French fries because great. You're French ish. Um, There's know. some you're French in in my lineage. That's true. You'd be a you'd be a chip. There we go. That's what kind of <clears throat> a potato chip because you're salty <laughs> and crispy. <laughs> and if, if you're around enough of them, of them, you start to get sick. <laughs> uh, uh, hey, uh, Maria wants to know, do you play an instrument? Yeah, I, I do. I play the violin. And then um, like since I was five, I suppose. Um, and then we have a piano that i just noodle around on i don't really play it though do you play an instrument no i don't but we have this keyboard out here in my little studio space and i'm thinking about starting to noodle on it <laughs> uh and just like know, do you some youtube videos or something and try to learn just to expand my horizons and so forth you know what instrument i should get you because you could master it in mm, 15 minutes cowbell that is the vuvuzela <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. You'll regret it. Just tell yeah, you right true. now. <clears throat> yeah, uh, uh, Logan, drop a Vuvuzela. No, don't do that. All the kids will leave. I, uh, you know, we should you, we should start a band with a zither and a Vuvuzela. That's the only two instruments. Oh, my word. I've already got a headache now. <laughs> Logan, can you drop a Vuvuzela and a zither in together? Uh...
Why did you go and do that? Now all the parents are even more... Who knows? Maybe it turned out great. They're furious. (laughs) Yeah, what you got next? All right. So this one comes from the Lordos, the Lordo family. Um, They want to know, what is your favorite thing about summer? Each summer, we make a summer bucket list. Oh, definitely the beach. Your summer bucket list. Yeah, definitely the beach. The beach. What do you? What's yours? My actual answers are going to be kind of boring and seem nonsensical to children. Uh, (laughs) But like, I really like when it's no longer like winter in the south and everything is green, and like I can trim Mm -hmm. my bushes and mow my lawn and make the yard look nice, and it just feels like alive again. Um, Mm -hmm. So I guess gardening. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's not the heat um yeah no. I, okay okay it is way more pleasurable in the summer to drink like icy drinks um and like go out for ice cream and stuff like that than doing that in the winter that is for certain yeah here's a few things so my summers like yours i think are incredibly busy we've yeah. got events and the bookstore it tends to be a little bit chaotic um and it's a big planning time of the year. It's just, it's very, very, very busy. Family so, travels. <laughs> yeah, I, exactly. Um, so here's a few things I love about summertime. Baseball season. I love mm. baseball. I think baseball, I love that baseball has games almost every day. They're kind of, you know, even with this new pitch clock, the games are kind of, kind of, um, there's just a nice pace to them. You don't have to watch or listen to every pitch. They're great to have on in the background while you're doing other things. And they kind of just, you have it all summer long, almost every day. If you want to part, if you want to check, you can, even if you're just checking the box scores. So I love baseball, baseball season during the summer. I love going to the baseball stadiums, the I'm to a minor league game and getting a hot dog with friends or with kids or whoever. Um, I love sitting uh i love the evening in the summertime when the heat starts to hold on wait for it melt away and Mm. the you maybe get a breeze or just the humidity starts to go down a little bit and we maybe we play ball in the yard with the kids and then we sit you know i like to just sit on the steps i don't do this enough with maybe a cold drink or just watch the sun go down across over the trees across the street um i do love getting to go places you know, we go to Blowing Rock for this for a retreat every year that we put on. Um, we get to go to different conferences and see people and go to different cities. And um, I'm doing the, that a little bit less than I used to before we opened the bookstore, but I still I still love that. And that mostly happens in the summertime. Um, and I do like uh, getting a chance to get away and do things with with friends and family too. Speaking of which, hey Graham, maybe we should should we take our families to the mountains this summer sometime? Yeah, yes, we should maybe do that in a couple weeks. Okay, let's let's um, talk about that off the air. <laughs> um oh, they have a they have a uh, a question here right tagged on the end um that is not related to summer. Okay. They say hot mustard or tangy ketchup Doritos. Now, so I, I saw this in the store. Oh, these are real. They're real. They're new. I was in the store with my kids and they saw them and they, my kids who are very adventurous chip eaters said, end quote. Um, okay. They didn't eat them though. I, I respect your children, but I I don't know if they're chip enthusiasts the way we are. You know, I would buy both of those immediately. Chip pros. Yeah. (laughs) So Um, 
my my suspicion is that I would prefer the tangy ketchup ones. I don't know, but I'm going to find out because uh, in Canada, maybe someplace in the States too, we had ketchup chips and I loved those. They To me, they tasted nothing like ketchup, which I don't really like ketchup, but I love these ketchup flavored chips. So I'm wondering if they taste anything like that. And then I don't really like mustard either, but I would eat a mustard chip and I bet it's great. So it's it's spicy mustard? Hot mustard. Hot mustard. Yeah, see, I'd like that. I like spicy mustards. So the other day, did I tell you about this? There's a new kettle brand chip. You know, the, the brand, the kettle brands. And it's called special sauce. <gasps> and so it takes, I guess the idea is like, you know, people put special sauce on burgers and stuff at diners and so forth. And we got them and they were delicious. And my kids ate them in one sitting and they reminded me a tiny bit of Zapp's voodoo chips. But then with its own special take on it. So you need to look those up. Write that down in your uh, in your diary. Uh, with making a commitment to try them. Uh, actually, no. I already got my keys in my hand, so I'm going oh, okay. to uh, the grocery store immediately following. All right, I will close this episode out for you. <laughs> okay, here's one from Maria Rihanna. Um, if you could visit any country not worrying about the cost, which country would it be and why that country? Uh, I would like to go to Switzerland. Which is a good thing you don't have to worry about the cost because I've heard that is the most expensive country to travel to right now. Okay. Yep, it is a good thing then because <laughs> I want to go to some amazing mountains and Switzerland has those. And yep. uh, they also have a very different like uh, architectural style and different foods I would want to try. And the same goes for Norway. I would also really like to go to Norway. Um, and both of those places allow me to escape the summer of... Yeah. The uh, <laughs> the United States of America <laughs> in the South. Um, for me, I would absolutely love to go to see the Alps. So, so yeah, we could do Switzerland. Why don't we go together? We can go to Switzerland, Austria, and then over to Croatia. That's what I'd like to do. I also would um, love to go to, I would say New Zealand, but it's a really long flight. Don't know if I'm ever going to be up for that. And then, but I would love to go to Italy and just be able to go see, you know, go eat great food and see the history and and I know that's a country that a lot, it's kind of a cliche. Lots of people go to Italy, but there's a reason why a lot of people go to Italy. It's because it's, it's awesome. And so that would be high up there for me. Um, and if there was no cost, I would just go to as many places as possible and see as many, eat as many great, as much great pasta as possible. Sounds wonderful. Okay. You're next. Okay. This, these two are from Tiana. Um, okay. She says, question number one. Is there any chance something like a Withy Windle live show could happen and maybe travel around? And then her second oh. question is a practical one. She wants to get a peek behind the curtain. How far ahead do you record your episodes? Oh. Should we do those in backwards Let's order? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, so we record our episodes not very far ahead. <laughs> what we do... Should we tell people exactly how we do this? Yeah, I think so. So it kind of depends because we record the guests when the guests can do it. So sometimes they can do it, you know, a month in advance. Sometimes, sometimes two months. Yeah, sometimes they can do it three days in ahead of time. We try to get a number of guests, of guest interviews knocked out before a season starts. So by the time a season starts, we might already have three or four of the interviews recorded. And then what we do... So we get together 
the week before the episode drops on a Monday, and we record all the rest of the stuff. So the snack time and the QE, the the, uh, the the story time and the riddle time and lazy work, all those other segments, that all happens uh, on a Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday before an episode drops on a Monday. Um, so that's kind of that's kind of how that works. Um, so if will you that be- want us to mention your lazy word or your um, oh, what's the other thing? Riddle answer. Yeah, if you want to get your riddle answer in, um, then it's best to do that in like the first couple days after the episode. Right, right. Because yeah. we might be recording on a Wednesday night and the episode is on a Monday. Yeah, um, yeah. Things like that. So, yeah. yeah, sometimes we record them really close to when it drops and sometimes it's a week in advance. But we can't record the episodes too far in advance because you have to have had the chance to at least a couple days to give some feedback so we can have some things to mention on the show. So yeah, we recommend listening as early as possible. Now, Graham, is there any chance that something like a Withy Window live show could happen? Maybe travel around? What do you think about that? So we've had one um, yep. in our town of yep. with Coffport, Smith, North Carolina with S.T. Smith, and that went super well. We did games. Um, uh, Sam, S.T. Smith did songs. Um, so I think... It could happen. Traveling is tricky for us because we we both have different jobs and a lot of responsibilities and stuff like that. Um, one thing we had talked about, it's not a show, but there's like the different homeschool conventions. Like there's one in South Carolina and things like that. And we thought it could be fun to do like a Withy Window booth and maybe um, maybe talk to them about potentially doing some sort of little show there, something like that. Um but at this point, if we do another show, which I'm hopeful we will, it will probably be in North or South Carolina. Do you disagree? Yeah. No, no, I don't disagree. But I could all I could see us one day doing something where we do like maybe we even take some of our kids with us, and we do mm. three cities in Texas or something, and we do one day in Dallas, one day in Houston, one day in Austin over the course of a week and maybe we do something like that. I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud here. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'd have to know that there is going to be the actual desire for it, that people would, there'd be enough people who want it for it because it wouldn't be cheap to do. So, right. And but we, I do want to do a Withy Windle meet and greet at our bookstore sometime in the not too distant future where you can come. We do, maybe we even do like a, a costume contest dressed up as your favorite book character and get to meet other kids who listen to the show and come hang out with us. I don't know if your store is big enough for that, but we'll figure that out. Well, we, I guess we could go in the, ba- the troll layer. We go in the basement, Goldberry basement books. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do it. Uh, but really like, yes, we want to do some more events and live shows and stuff. But, uh, and the secret reason is we know you'll all bring us candy and that's really you know what we're after so i mean honestly if you don't we just thought we just immediately the show would just be over that's all folks okay this is from sophia okay rolos or reese's this is a great question this is an excellent what do you what's your answer uh reese's but i love rolos uh i think it'd be rolos for me honestly Ooh, in part because my wife loves rolos so okay I love reading about our cups, but I haven't this I've gradually had an increasing appreciation for Rolos. And they got that little wrapper, little gold wrapper. They're just classy about Rolos. Fancy. And and here's something. 
So a Reese's peanut butter cup, it's it's not tiny, but in in three bites, I'm done. Um, a Rolo, you got to work for it. You got to unrollo that 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 thing, and and it's chewier and it's going to take longer. So we uh, should write a story about two kids named Rolo and Reese. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we should. Which brings us to her second question. Um, Sophia also asked, "What would you do if the bookstore troll asked you, me, Graham, to design a cover and you, you?" David, to make edits to a book he's trying to get published about how to be a grumpy troll. What would we do? <laughs> well, listen, when you're editing, the only policy is to be honest um, in mm. the nicest way possible. And in this case, um, I don't know if that would be possible, so I think I wouldn't take the job. <laughs> you wouldn't placate him? Well, first off, the pay would be horrible. It'd be awful. We'd be, pay- you know, what we'd be doing is paying ourselves with my money. <laughs> <laughs> to me, um, if he asked me to make a cover, um, yeah, I think I think it's just a bad idea. I, I agree. I don't want to work for him. Um, no, he can but, hire a troll editor. And a troll you know what, though? Editor. You know what? If he sends us a, a like a first chapter, and it blows us away, and we're just like, we're going to do this pro bono. Um, that's the only thing I'd need to read a little bit of it to make sure it's just not garbly. So what you're saying is we'll have to make sure if for some miraculous reason we were to receive in the mail, an amazing first chapter of a book, we might consider it. Yes. Okay. Huh? If we were to receive an amazing first chapter of a book in the mail, we might consider it noted. Okay. Uh, let's see here. What do you like on your pancakes? Eddie asks. I like strawberries, blueberries, syrup, and more pancakes. <laughs> what about you? You're making a sandwich. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maple syrup and a little bit of butter. I mean, I like berries on them too. I, that actually, I do like berries, but I'm very happy with uh, some st- straight maple syrup. And uh, actually, you know, berries does sound really good. Uh, what hey, about- what's your. F- are you gonna do like you're you're so you're not like doing chocolate chips and whipped cream and no definitely not no 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 I don't like chocolate chips in my um in pancakes banana bread muffins I don't like anything like that what you don't yeah. like chocolate chips I, I don't mind them in chocolate chip cookies what about in ice cream no you don't like choc- chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream I like the cookie dough part hmm it's interesting. I mean, I'm fine with them, but I find them to just not be that. I'm pretty sure Daniel Nairi said breakfast is a, a dessert meal. So I yeah, do that's syrup. I do like all of I like chocolate and, and whipped cream and stuff too, if if it's available. If I'm just making them for myself though, I'm just doing fruit and syrup. Eddie also wants to know what's your favorite children's cartoon? Mine is Summer Camp Island. It's very funny. Eddie said that, not mine. I didn't say mine is Summer Camp Island. Because I'm gonna be honest. I don't know what that is. It, I'm going to check it out, though. It sounds fun. Um, so funny. from my childhood, which these shows are even older than than I am, so I was watching them when they were already kind of classic in a way. Um, I like the show Tintin a lot, mm-hmm. and I like um, Asterix and Obelisk. Wait, no. Was there a cartoon of that? There must have been. Mm. 
maybe there wasn't. Maybe I'm just thinking of the comic. Um, so Tintin was definitely my favorite. Um, but I remember really liking like the old Scooby-Doo ones. I know there's like a bunch of new ones mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. where like the monsters are real and stuff. I don't like that. But um, and then just watching the stuff my kids watch now, uh, Bluey is kind of the the big the big one. Yeah, I I genuinely love Bluey. I would watch Bluey every day, and I laugh, <laughs> I laugh continuously. I and I see episodes over and over again. I don't really know how that show got pulled off, but I, we've talked about this before. Do you think the um, Studio Ghibli stuff counts for this question? Well, they're movies, but maybe yeah, that's true. Uh, okay well then like what i'll say is i do really like the looney tunes even the old school ones those were still funny with you know roadrunner and bugs bunny and all that those have held up way better than i thought they would um but i I don't watch that many children's cartoons anymore Um, right when you were growing up did you watch rugrats and all that kind of stuff yep yep i watched rugrats and doug and um rocco's modern life and uh yeah a lot of like nickelodeon stuff and i I, I wasn't allowed to watch that i know that won't shock you but i would (laughs) see episodes at friends houses or you know i you know i remember one time turning on like my dad let me watch a football game and the previous thing before the college football game was rugrats or something i remember watching it and being a little confused by it because i never i didn't have a sense of that world so i feel like i'm like not the right person to ask that question but i know a lot about movies but like children's cartoon tv shows it was not it was just wasn't a part of my my life so oh i forgot like um ducktales i really love ducktales oh yeah and yeah, yeah. there's like a modern reboot of that and i watched some of it and and i really i really liked it um it was cracking me up and then i'd mentioned over the garden wall before and that's one like i watched that probably once a year um all 10 no, really. i've never seen it oh we should watch it together okay <laughs> uh stella uh related stella izzy and scarlet want to know what would we consider ourselves a acquaintances b friends c best friends d mortal enemies e none of the above okay here's what we're gonna do three two one then we're each just gonna say what we think it is okay ready ready yep. three two one none of the above Mortal friends <laughs> uh, okay so a is out it's, it's pretty obvious we're not acquaintances right could it, could you really do a, po- a podcast of this depth or quality and with this much candy <laughs> if you were just an acquaintance i say no um oh you said none of the above i'm <laughs> oh, just kidding i said mortal friends mortal friends is not an option but that's funny but it is true it's true best enemies I don't know. Maybe the kids should chime in. What do you think we are? That would be funny. Like the cat. <laughs> what <are> they... <laughs> I wonder what our kids would say. I think they. I think they would get to the bottom of it. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if we say we're best friends, is that insulting to all of our other friends who think that they're our best friends? Maybe, but they're not going to listen to this. So it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> the, we'll see. There it is. They're not friends enough to listen to our podcast. Here's a really interesting question from Audrey. Um, she wants to know when we when did you all realize you wanted to make a podcast for kids? September 3rd, 1957. We were hanging on the docks. Oh, post-war. <laughs> post post post-war. Oof. 
we were hanging on the docks and you were hauling rice. I was climbing the mast. I looked down at you and I said, I'm not sure you want to be carrying heavy stuff anymore. You look more like a podcaster. And mm-hmm. you said, you know what? It's true. And you threw that rice into the water, watched it sink, went to the nearest uh, technology store. Yep. Best Buy probably. Bought two microphones, climbed up to the top of the mast and been here ever since. That's not how I remember it. I remember we were um, we were cutting ice blocks, um, uh, you know, to deliver to people's ice chests, and uh, we had our big ice. Well, this saw. was in, that was in forty seven, not fifty seven. We had well, we had our big ice saw, and we were, uh, you know, cutting these huge ice blocks, and we just looked at each other, and we we're like podcast. Hmm. You know that does ring a bell. It does ring a bell. It's a good question though. Hey, what's your favorite book in the Chronicles of Narnia series? Dominic wants to know. Um, uh, I go back and forth. So I have two. I'm not going to say what the other one is. Um, but right now, <laughs> that's more fun this way. Um, right now, it is The Silver Chair. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I really, <laughs> really like the beginning of that book when you're introduced. Well, you're not introduced to Eustace. You you, you knew him from you the know him, yeah. book. Um, but with uh, Eustace and Pole uh, at that boarding school, um, and then getting back into Narnia, and uh, they're you know they're actually in a different spot of Narnia that we haven't seen before. And they go back, they go over the the sea to Narnia, and they're trying to figure out exactly what's happening because they don't know what time frame they're in. Um, I think that that stuff's all so cool, and you get to see some characters that are older. And then I think Prince Rillian is a really good character. Um, and then obviously Puddle Glum and you get to go underground and like, there's such cool things under there. Uh, yeah. Did I think, you know uh, that Puddle Glum was, was, uh, based on the gardener at C.S. Lewis's house? No. <laughs> it's true. Oh, that's great. I wish I would have, oh, uh, I wish there was some like video recording of that guy. <laughs> well, there's pictures in, so when we were in England, we got to go to his house as, as I mentioned, and there's pictures of him in the house, um, just Looking sitting in the hour. kitchen. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, could you okay? Uh, could you rank the seven Narnia books? Probably in terms of your taste. But you got to uh, answer this one. Well, I'll do it. I'll just answer it in order. So for me, it's Voyage of the Dawn Treader one, mm-hmm. Silver Chair two. But the interesting thing is, when I was growing up, the Silver Chair was my least favorite of them. Oh, interesting. So it's, it's risen in its estimation for me. Then the Line the Witch in the Wardrobe. Then the Last Battle. Then, how many have I done so far? I I wasn't paying attention. Line the Witch in the Wardrobe, Silver Chair, Line, uh, no, sorry. Voyage of the Dawn Treader, Silver Chair, Line the Witch in the Wardrobe, Last Battle. Um, The bottom one is Prince Caspian. So you've got Horse. So the Horse and his Boy, fifth, Magician's Nephew, sixth, Prince Caspian, seven. Okay. That's my order. That's interesting. Um, So mine is Silver Chair. Voyage. Oh, we both have the same top two. Okay. Horse and his boy. We should do a podcast together. Lion, witch in the wardrobe. Magician's nephew, last battle, Prince Caspian. Horse and his boy is really good. It's like it, it being fifth. To me, there's like, there's a, the, the bottom two are pretty clearly the bottom two for me, but I think you like magicians more than I do. I do. I, I, last battle is in my bottom two, but I think that book's really good. Like really, really good. 
it's yeah, I mean, just, yeah, well, we're talking to Carlos of Narnia here. None yeah. of them are bad. It's just sometimes I'm just not in the mood. Um, yeah. It's it's kind of it's a darker one. Yeah, right, right. It's got a different feel to it. Okay, uh, Grant, what inspired you to be a designer? Gianna wants to know this. Oh, um, inspired is an interesting word. Uh, so I, after high school, I well, went, so he was t- he was sitting at the top of a of a, of a mast. <laughs> <laughs> After high school, I um, went to photography school and decided to become a photographer and did um, that as my job for about eight years until I decided I didn't want to do that anymore. But I um, I just, oh, in, and in that job, I was designing like promotional stuff for myself and, you know, using photos and design and things like that. So I just kind of been playing in design and then an opportunity came up for somebody wanted a designer for their job, for their company. Uh, so I just became a designer, <laughs> but I, I just, I just always like to be creating stuff. Who, who was that Graham? I think his name was Cl- Clifton Clinton. <laughs> Cliff. Oh, it was wet Jim. That's who it was. <laughs> <laughs> Sticky Sam. Um, okay, let's do these ones. Let's do these one. Let's do these questions here from Eden. No, um, no, no. Gianna also asked, "What were our favorite know? books as a kid?" Oh, right. Sorry, I missed that one, Gianna. Okay, so for me, when I was really little, it was uh, like five, six, seven. It was Farmer Boy. I loved that book. I loved how much they ate. I think I've talked about that before. I loved how he was eating donuts and all the time and pie for breakfast. Um, but then, then it became the, the, the Narnia books and then it became the Lord of the Rings books. And then once I got into middle school, I started reading a lot of mysteries. I loved reading Agatha Christie stories when I was in middle school. So that's kind of, those were the ones for me that were the stand out the most. So I, I remember, um, before, no, yeah, probably before Narnia, um, I was reading, um, like I read the Phantom Tollbooth, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I read Charlotte's Web, um, and then some like mystery stuff, like the Hardy Boys, uh, things like that. Oh, and then there was a series, uh, Wayside School series, sideways stories from Wayside mm-hmm. School. Did you ever read those? Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't, I, but I, I mean, I know about them. I remember reading those a lot. And then in middle school, I started reading Star Wars books, like the novels, and I got super into that. And there was like. books yeah yeah so there was like 25 of those and those were like the first real big books that i tackled and that kind of opened up my whole like reading experience and then lord of the rings from there so eden wants to know what town were you born in and i i don't know is she with the like the federal government the fbi what what are you going to do information oh that's true (laughs) (laughs) So I was born in near Toronto, Canada, uh, in a town called Brampton in Ontario, um, which I, at the time had a lot of Mennonite people in it, I'm told. And I only lived there for a few years. And my earliest memory is my friend who was my neighbor. His dad was dunking him in a trash can that they used as a swimming pool. <laughs> <laughs> that is a core memory. That is a, a formative uh, memory for you. Um, yeah, I thought you were going to say me. 
your earliest memory was um, watching the Leafs not win. That's also called losing. That, that's just all, all the memories. <laughs> and I was born in a town near Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, called St. Albert. And I have no trash can. And neither of us memories but uh i remember a lot from being like four and five and six you know all the way up so i remember um having great friends nearby that we would play outside all the time and after the snow like even in the in the spring like they would throw the the trucks they would throw sand down on the roads but then spring would come the Mm -hmm. snow would melt and the sand would still be there and we would like have sand fights which you know how fun does that sound? <laughs> Especially for you. You love sand. You love it. Yeah. Um, so we both have all these Canadian connections, although we never lived in Canada at the same time. We didn't meet in Canada or anything, which turns out we have a lot of family connections to Canada. So kind of a kind of another little you know, another thing that you know, that's when we were sitting at the top of the mast, we started talking about how we have a Canadian connection. And then you said podcast. Yep, exactly. Okay, so let's do this one. If you could go back to the future or back or go back in time, which one would you choose? Um, I feel like we uh, obvious obviously we know so much more about the past <laughs> than the future. <laughs> uh, future sounds kind of fun, I guess. It would be so interesting, but I'd want to go into the past. I think. Yeah, I'd want to go in the past too. But do you get to change things in this scenario? Oh, that would be, ooh. Or is that like a yeah. butterfly effect thing that you're not allowed to? Yeah, we, we don't want to cause mischief in the past. Well, I'm speaking for myself. I don't know. But, um. So my brother, have he told you about his theory about aliens? <laughs> no. So Graham works with my brother, Matthew. Yeah. He told me the other day that he thinks aliens are people from the future that are super advanced and figured out how to time travel. Oh, that doesn't explain why they're green. Well, that's just what we think. If they they can they can disguise themselves, Graham. It's super oh. advanced technology. If they can go back in time, they can figure out how to disguise their. So so let me get cells. this. Your brother came up with a a very um, uh, a very strange and out there theory. Don't and think he came decided, up with it, but yeah, and decided I believe this now. My brain came up, created something, and now I'm choosing to believe it immediately. Do you? I mean, is this like not the most human thing you've ever heard? <laughs> All right, next question. What is your favorite Star Wars character? Or if you could be one of them, which one would you choose to be? Oh, see, those are two different questions. My favorite Star Wars character is Han Solo. Good choice. Would I want to be him, though? I mean, honestly, yeah, probably. He's pretty cool. Um, but is he always a good guy? I don't mean like good or bad guy, but does he always make the right choices? No. Is he a little cocky? Yeah. But is he cool? Very. So yeah. Um, okay. You answer the question, then I have a follow-up. My favorite Star Wars character is Salacious B. Crumb, <laughs> who is a monkey lizard who is kind of like a little jester in Jabba's palace. Um, I would not want to be him. But he is like, he's one of the ones like Jim Henson, like kind of puppet little guy. He he just laughs. He he can't talk or anything. Um, but if I if I could be one, 
I think it would be really cool to like. Are the droid? Yeah, I, I would be BB-8, just rolling around, being cute. Um, everybody likes him. Sounds he's got all these like tools inside his uh, little mechanical sphere. Graham, how long did you spend thinking about which character you were going to answer this question? Oh, with? I actually did not see this question before we started, but I've been thinking my whole life. <laughs> 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 That's a nonsense answer, but I accept it. Okay, here's the real question though. Of which character in Star Wars are you actually most like? Oh. Everybody wants to be Han Solo or whatever other nonsense character you just said. But what are we very few people are actually Han Solo. I think I'd be Uncle Owen, uh, Luke, <laughs> Luke's, uh, Luke's uncle that he lives with at the beginning. That's just trying to get him in line and is thinking about his future, but also uh, like needs him to stay to help with the water harvest. Um, and is is just like the concerned uncle. That's who I. That's that's me. <laughs> oh boy! What know. about you? You might need to take cover. Um... Probably C-3PO. Definitely <laughs> 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 wandering about upset. <laughs> Trying to tell everybody what to do. Nobody's listening. God, you're just like, you're just doing flustered. <laughs> <laughs> Saying things like, well, if you're not going to listen to me, then I'll leave you to your own devices. <laughs> uh, um. Okay. We probably should wrap this up. Um, no, there's one more, I think. There's one more question worth doing? Okay, what's yeah, your this is a good one. Do you have a favorite song or songwriter? Or, I guess, band? Do you have a favorite band? Oh. Uh, I mean... Anything you think the kids would be like... That's what I'm trying to figure. I mean... I can go first. I, I wrote some things down. Go ahead. What do you got? Um, so, two of my favorite bands... Um, are sheer water and me without you and i don't know if kids would be into them kids might not be into any of these they're not really i don't know i th these are bands that i discovered kind of in my 20s um and then there is also the decemberus i really love um we both really love you too yeah that was that's definitely one of mine uh i mean we are kind of like older millennials like and with a lot of Gen X influence, so <laughs> and like a lot of 80s and 90s stuff too, but like are also staunchly in the mid or the early 2000s indie music scene. So you just said a bunch of words that like 11 year olds everywhere are saying, did he just start speaking French? Well, that's good because this is an informative podcast. <laughs> uh, there's an artist uh, named Agnes Obel that I listen to all the time. Uh, you know, I could have guessed a lot of different things that you listened to. We shared an office for years. Mm -hmm. And it was how I listened to most of my music, heard new music because you would discover stuff. And yeah. I would have guessed a long time before I got to Agnes Obel as something you would have said on this show. You know Agnes Obel? Yeah. Well, yeah, okay. I just said I was in an office with you. <laughs> yeah, I I really love Agnes Obel and um, Anais Mitchell. Mm -hmm. um, just beautiful music. Uh, and the Beatles. I still listen to the Beatles often. I listen to a lot of Bob Dylan still. 
um you two i listen to a lot of jazz i listen to a lot of miles davis oh, um cool. i listen to a lot of like kind of folksy stuff of course um you mentioned Shearwater. you know there's a lot of bands that the kids won't be interested in but you want to name some of those uh, jazz ones well miles davis he's the probably bill evans trio there's a new guy named kamasi washington um those are probably my three favorites do you like jazz yeah i like jazz i i i listen to um uh, uh liquor licorice jones and the salty uh spinners and uh <laughs> that sounds sounds amazing i don't listen to them <laughs> um no oh, i love coltrane i mean i gotta mention john coltrane and thelonious monk and like all those people yeah. i like jazz but i don't know any jazz i don't know jazz so that's why i have so to i'm just gonna read some names of jazz artists to you and we're gonna just i just want you to listen to the poetry this is gonna be a poem okay ready mm. miles davis duke ellington louis armstrong john coltrane Charlie Parker, Ella Fitzgerald, Thelonious Monk, Charles Mingus, Billy Holiday, Herbie Hancock, Dizzy Gillespie, Count Basie, Chet Baker, Bill Evans, Nat King Cole, Sonny Rollins, Ornette Coleman, Django Reinhardt, Wynton Marsalis, Wayne Shorter. These are just Jelly Roll Morton. These are like jazz just produces cannonball Adderley. <laughs> this this is, I'm like, not making, yeah. and I'm not making any of these up. Yeah, this is, those are some cool cats. Like th th those are some wonderful names. <laughs> what was the name we said we, we should, uh, uh, Reese's recent, recent Rolo. <laughs> John Rolo, uh, Davis, John Rolo and Sonny Reese. <laughs> There it is. Yeah. Burt, Burt Rolo. And, um, all right. Well, this has been really fun. Lots of great questions from everybody. Thanks for sending those in. Um, this takes us to the end of the season, Graham. And so we got we to gotta do some final, final goodbyes, some final business here for the season. Oof, okay. First, we got to give the answer to last week's riddle because we know kids are waiting. And it was about... Um, so Jimmy, Jimmy Sprinkles. It was about yeah, inevitably Jimmy Sprinkles shows that he's also a jazz musician, plays the sax. That's uh, right. <laughs> he uh, inevitably showed up in this in this riddle. And uh, you know, Jimmy involved... Sprinkles and the Shaky Boys. <laughs> no, J J J uh, Jimmy Sprinkles and the and the Masters of of Love. <laughs> <laughs> he he ran into a you know four different characters there's the master of love there's the man with the big stick the mm -hmm. master of shovels and the master of oh, what was the other one shoot what the other one was it's precious yeah uh, precious precious gems yeah so who were these four figures and Graham, what was the answer well they are um they are all figures from a deck of cards. So you have the spade as, uh, what? Spade, club, diamond, heart. So heart, That's love, right. spade, shovel, uh, club, big stick, yep. uh, diamond, precious gems. Yep. 
And I thought this one was very hard. I did not figure it out. You had to tell me the answer. But lots of kids got it correct. So this is where I'm going to go back to C-3PO. And I'm going to say, if you just, just, just do what I say, Graham, then things would go better for you. <laughs> Fine. Go that way. See if I care. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, you know, here's the thing. We've got smart listeners. These kids who listen are smart. And so, you know, next year we have to ramp up the riddle hardness uh, because all the easy ones are gone now. Um, so shout out to everybody who got that right. If you got it right and you sent in your answer, then you will be entered to win a book bundle. And now that the season is over, sometime in the next couple of weeks, we are going to draw a winner. And so you, we're going to send you some books. Yeah, later on this summer. And once that winner receives them, they should send us a picture and we will put you on our substack. That's right. Um, you know, the phrase put you on our substack sounds kind of funny. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. It's more that more that nonsense. <laughs> okay, so Jimmy Sprinkles and the Substacks. <laughs> Jimmy I, I Sprinkles. I think Jimmy Sprinkles and the Masters of Love is pretty funny. Yeah, it's better. Jimmy Sprinkles sings Wet Jim. Oh my gosh. Jimmy Sprinkles and Jimmy Sprinkles and the Masters of Love featuring Wet Jim. What what instrument would Wet Jim play? Tuba. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine Wet Jim with a wet tuba? Yeah, and he just leaves it wet like somebody else has to put it away for him. He's, he <laughs> walks out the back door, the stage entrance. It's kind of like you after you've been playing baseball on a sweaty day on a hot day. Right. Uh, okay, so um, a couple more items of business. We are going to be posting um, some t-shirts, right, Graham? Today. Today. People can go and buy a limited edition Withy Wendell t-shirt. Season 5 t-shirt. They will be on sale through June, and then they will not be on sale anymore. That's right. There are two different designs that you can choose. Um, one with a pigeon on it uh, that says the Withy Wendell podcast, and then another one that says I heart WW, which I think you might be able to figure out what that stands for. And <laughs> inside the heart has a pigeon cut out, and it also says smaller the Withy Window podcast on it. And those will be, yeah, as we said, uh, available through June. And to buy those, you will click, just go to the Substack, click the exact yep. same link. From there, you can click another link, <laughs> which yep. will take you to the Goldberry Books website. So just click the link there. You'll see, hey, shirts for sale. Go buy some. And, and if you search Withy Window on a search on a, on a browser or you go to Goldberry Studios Instagram or whatever there's other ways you can find that link as well the the substack shows up pretty high in the search in the search engine yeah so those t-shirts are going to be great you, and go check out today go check out you know the substack and, and the post with the images of this if you haven't seen it already cuz these images there's these shirts are going to be great yeah we had the um, they're locally made in the uh in the bookstore basement by a troll and they're printed by the printer. They're, they're amazing. I don't know right. how they accomplished it, but they did it. Well, you know, sometimes you just got to have a little faith in, in people. Something C3PO probably could have learned. <laughs> okay. So <clears throat> we've got, we've done, we've done the riddle answer. We have done t-shirts. What else? We need to say something nice about Logan. Logan is let's, a swell guy and he, he puts a lot of work. Do you want to leave that? 
No, sorry. Do it again. Let's do it. Okay, so we have done the the riddles. We've done the t-shirts. And now we need to talk about uh, Logan. Logan's our editor. He's our editor. He makes the show... This makes the show interesting. Uh, it's so much more fun and so much more funny because of the work that Logan does with the sound effects and making things come alive. So he deserves a lot of credit uh, for this. And we just wanted to make sure that we say the end of the season. Thank you to Logan. Thank you for all the work that you put in. And we know that there's lots of kids out there that are happy because of, and, and get, get to laugh because of the, the efforts that you put in. So I wanted to publicly say uh, c- congratulations on being awesome, Logan. Yeah, you have to realize, like, without Logan, we would not there. There would not be a Withy Wendell show. We we cannot do this by ourselves. And as we said earlier, when we were talking about how, like, what time we record and stuff, um, Logan has to like he gets our files and he has to do all this work in like just a few days to get it out to you guys. So it's it's a big lift. It's a and it doesn't take like a half hour to to turn this episode around. He has to yeah. put a lot of hours in. And the, and the same time, he's he's part of a jazz trio. Uh, out there in in Memphis, Tennessee, and you know Logan, Logan Licorice, <laughs> featuring Jimmy Sprinkles on occasion. Um, so he has to take time away from his jazz musicianship. L- Logan Logan Green and and the masters of shovels, just gems. <laughs> uh, you know they, what I they, thought would be fun? They, they all play the flute. Go. You know what I I thought would be fun is maybe season six question Palooza. It's David Graham and Logan. Great idea. It's a great idea. We we won't remember that, but it's a good idea. Some kids will. (laughs) Yeah. Let us know if you, if you want that to happen, because that that would be so much fun. (laughs) Logan's fun. He's very fun. Okay. We talked about Logan. We talked about shirts. Um, One thing I wanted to mention is uh last season we asked for stories and then we yep. read those stories so please in this off season work on some stories um uh you know get those creative juices flowing and then send them into us at podcasts at goldberrybooks.com we've got a whole folder we're filling up with your stories so hopefully next season we might read yours um also if you don't mind this is the end of the season you've got nothing else to do Go leave us a review on uh, whatever platform you're listening to on Apple Podcasts or uh, Stitcher or you know wh- whichever one. We really appreciate that. We're getting up. We're getting close to 200 uh, reviews for the show. That's awesome. Uh, and also tell your friends too because that really helps us out. Um, we've got a ton of listeners to the show, but we we always hope to get more as well because we think it's super fun. And our community yeah, is awesome. Yeah. yeah, if you just help us spread the word this off season so that when we come back for season six, we got it, you know, even more people are checking it out. That would be great. That's very helpful for us to just be able to keep going. Um, we last thing, last thing on our Substack. Can't tell you what it's gonna be yet, can't tell you when it's gonna be yet, but we will have some bonus between season content that is exclusive to the Substack. So make sure you're signed up to receive the emails there. Make sure you're checking that out. Um, We're going to have a variety of things that we're working on and we're going to drop a few things in between the seasons. We've got some ideas. And uh, so you will hear from us if you're signed up there. You'll hear from us a time or two 
uh, before season six launches later on this year. So if you are enjoying the show, it's a great place to to get some bonus content and get connected with us. And we're going to, it might involve a couple of videos. We've got some video content ideas. We might talk about some books. There's, those are these things that we're, we're, we're working on. So if you care, if you care about such things, sign up. Yeah. And we, we also might be dropping some of some music um, as we start our jazz duo. Yeah. Right. Uh, so you don't want to miss that. Yeah, you'd be fine to miss it. Go ahead and miss that. Actually, it's the it's the Vuvuzela and the <laughs> and the. the <laughs> That's actually just the name of the band. It's it's not technically jazz. Well, no, it's that new new wave that freeform jazz. That's right. That no one can understand, but people <laughs> say they do. <laughs> it's like a cross between ska and just a plain zither music. <laughs> <laughs> All right, is that it? Are we done? That's is- it, Graham. That brings us to the end of season five. What a ride it's been, Graham. Lots of great guests. Thank you to all the guests who came on, to all the kids who sent in uh, pictures and, and riddle answers and lazy word solutions and all those things. It's, we're very honored by everyone who listens and participates. You want to add anything else, Graham? Nope. I just got I'm. I got to go now to find those chips that we talked about earlier that I've never had. So got my keys. I'm out the door. All right, well, while... Oh, wait. Okay, uh, all right. Well, uh, for Graham, uh, I'm dated till next season. Happy reading. Goodbye. Goodbye.